Hello and welcome to Optimal Living with Dr. Jeremy Spiegel, bringing you ideas and exploring ways to help you relieve stress and improve your one life on this planet. Optimal Living is brought to you by Casco Bay Medical in beautiful downtown Portland, Maine. Casco Bay Medical offers adult psychiatry, suboxone treatment for opioid addiction, and evaluations and recommendations for medical cannabis. Today, my guest is Kathy Skipper. Kathy Skipper is the author of Aromatic Medicine and the Alchemy of Menopause. Kathy Skipper, along with her husband, Dr. Florian Berkmeyer, facilitates workshops and gives consultations both in New Mexico as well as internationally, uh, as well as online, using aromatics, depth psychology, journeying, and much more to help people peel away the layers that are keeping them from living their best lives. Kathy, thank you very much for being here today. Pleasure. It's nice to be here, Jeremy. Yes, thank you. Um, Kathy, just tell me briefly, um, what is it exactly that you do with uh, um, oils and uh, with aromatics? Well, we use aromatics as a way of accessing the unconscious, really. So when we're working with people and um, our work is about bringing unconscious aspects of the self forward into consciousness in order to become more whole. And so the oils are really good at that because they, uh, when people smell an oil, they go past their normal um, ingrained way of perceiving things, perceiving themselves really, and they're able to contact parts of themselves that are otherwise uh, in the shadow or hidden or not available. Mm -hmm. So we use them really for for deepening our um, relationship with the self. And what um, can you give me sort of more of a concrete example of that? So, for example, one of the big aspects of our work is um, shadow work. So, for example, we might be working with somebody on a subject that's uh, causing them difficulty and we... Mm -hmm can usually see other people's shadows better than they can see their own, which is in a way logical because it's in their shadow. And so there might be something that maybe we can see and we want to help the person to see it, or maybe something that we're not even seeing, but uh, that needs to come through. So um, for example, we might be working on um, ancestral work, which is a big theme of ours. and. Maybe that person doesn't know anything about their this particular aspect of the ancestry or they've touched on something, but they don't know where the root of it is. And so we have an oil that's called labdanum mm -hmm. and we refer to it as the master of the shadows. It's been used a lot. I mean, I learned about this oil when I was working in France as an aromatherapist and a herbalist. And uh, it's used in many ways for... Um, shadow work so the, the, my first um, experience with it was working with women who had been sexually abused and um, they were working they were ready and working on ways of um, releasing the cellular memory really releasing what they were holding in their cells and hadn't fully brought into consciousness and then so from there mm. we took it further and we use it with any form of shadow work so getting back to the ancestral 
healing aspect that we would um, give this oil to someone to smell. We would smell it at the same time. And we'd probably, in this situation, really guide them. So guide them, mm. um, you know, to think of their ancestral line, to feel the ancestral line, to go back along the line, and then to allow. And this oil really kind of digs deep. It's sort of, its action is that it keeps on digging um, and releasing information that is ready to come out. When you talk about the shadow, you're talking about those dark aspects of ourselves that we ourselves can't often see uh, at the, well, is that correct? Yeah, they're definitely aspects of ourselves that we can't see. They're not necessarily dark in the sense, you know, people think the shadow is negative, uh, things we don't like about ourselves, uh, things we're trying to hide. But that's not all of it. There are those parts of the shadow. But for example, a lot of women hold their strength in their shadow and their power in their shadow because they've learned very early on that it's not acceptable. Um, and so, and the shadow really anything about ourselves that we're not at this moment conscious of. So it's not necessarily negative or dark. It could just be, um, you know, going back to the ancestral um, theme. It just could be that we don't know about it. Mm -hmm. So we can access you... these parts of ourselves with the oils. It enables us to access parts of ourselves and information that we think maybe we'll never get to know. But we're mm -hmm. holding it. Somehow we do know it in our cells, in our DNA. Now, if someone were to find this oil, is this accessible? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's got two synonyms. So it's known as Cystus Ladanifera. Um, but so the oil is distilled as a plant. So the plant parts, the uh, flowers, flowering tops, leaves, that makes one oil. And then the labdanum is really this um, sort of resinous exudate that the plant um, excretes. And um, that is actually an absolute. It's not an essential oil officially it's an absolute because it's um, because of the resin like nature of its um, consistency it's extracted through solvents it's an absolute so um, both of them work and we've worked but we've used both of them for shadow work but I will say that the labdanum is is stronger and more powerful. Now is this um, try to illustrate for me what you would do with somebody before you so somebody's coming in with, um, say, it's somebody who has this problem where they have easily, they easily capitulate to what other people want them to do. And this is, this is an old uh, pattern of behavior uh, that started in, in childhood uh, because of their particular situation. And it's almost as if their brain has been sort of changed in such a way uh, that um, this is what their, their personality ends up being. Um, you know, and um, they find that it, it, it causes them grief in their life to continue to do this in adulthood because they often will forget about uh, who they are and what they desire. Uh, that often gets lost or it's secondary to um, what everyone else seems to want from them or expect from them. So um, this might be somebody who comes into you and says, um, uh, I need I need help in this in this way. Um, what might you suggest for them? Yeah, well, I mean, we, it, we get yeah. a lot of people like that with this problem because I think it's quite a common problem, and I, you know, we call it codependency. Mm -hmm. 
And so one of the most important things in the way that we work with people who really put more, um, what's the word, more importance on what other people are feeling and thinking than on themselves, so there's contact with themselves. So the idea is to change their perspective so that they recenter on themselves. And so shadow work is interesting for that because what's actually happening is that really their own desires, their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own importance in a way has been relegated to the shadow um, and mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. have been put into the, you know, into their field of, of vision, their light. And so you, we would use the oil um, usually with some form of exercise. So, um, and especially in cases like this. So, you know, we might start simply by getting them to smell the oil. We use a scent stick and then um, okay. working with them to actually get them to tune into themselves and articulate their strengths. They're mm. the things that they love about themselves, the things that they have a value to to, to bring to the table, to bring into the world. So these are, are small steps, but important. And the labdanum mm -hmm. will help them to access those because of the nature of this particular problem is that they're always very aware of... Yeah, Florian laughs, he says, with people with codependency, when they die, they see someone else's life um, pass in front of them. Um, and mm -hmm. so, you know, the idea is to use the labdanum to get into that part of themselves that they're not seeing, that they're not aware of, that is um, what, who they are and what are their values, you know, not their values, but what are their strengths, what are their, what are they feeling even. So labdanum yeah. is, you know, we'd use other, other oils as well and we'd probably go deeper and look at why this was happening mm -hmm. in the first place. But labdanum would be good for, for yeah, getting them in contact with the part of themselves that they're not seeing, which is... And you know, in a way, most of themselves. Now, is the labdanum, um, does it smell a certain way? I and mean, is that something you could describe? Yeah, it smells earthy, musky, animally, mm -hmm. um, leathery. Mm. So it's a very, um, yeah, it's very sort of, human and earthy uh -huh. rather than you know an oil that might be more spiritual or floral i see i see kind of primal or yeah or very like primal. animal yeah. animal -like. animal yes very yeah and um i mean it sounds like this is a kind of expedited psychotherapy that or or uh, that you have this um instead of spending months uh trying to delve into the unconscious you're able to do it in a matter of uh, moments. Yes. Um, the idea is that the oils give this access um, extremely quickly. They sort of, they change the default mechanism. So instead of people going automatically to the same place within themselves or the same belief or the same thought, they help them bypass that and go to other aspects of themselves. Um, and that's see. extremely powerful and, and allows for, um, yeah, as you say, a, a quicker transformation. You know, I get the sense that because this is a novel experience and it's directly acting on basically the extension of the brain, uh, the olfactory bulbs, yeah. uh, and, then, and then that, uh, that system, 
um, that you can have ready access as opposed to uh, having to, uh, you know, wait or, or uh, just wait till things bubble up to the surface over a very long period of time. Yeah, and it's not filtered. Smell isn't filtered by the thalamus. So there's this, as you say, direct and very primal, um, mm. you know, the limbic brain is sort of something very archaic about the reaction to smell that, that bypasses all these constructs that we create that sort of are like survival strategies or ways of protecting ourselves from ourselves in many ways. But so, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's hard to lie with smell. And um, when you have somebody, obviously you're, you're, you're trying to, um, let, me, let me just uh, rephrase that. Um, there may be other people who don't necessarily want deep fundamental change in their personality or reactions, uh, but maybe they are uh, finding that they have panic attacks for the first time um, in, in their adult life. Um, is that somebody that you might see as well? And, and might you work with them? with Yeah, with, uh... sure. There are a lot of oils that help with panic, anxiety, fear. Um, and, you know, we can... We, we tend not to put a plaster on the symptom. Um, and so we would want to look at what are triggering these and what's happening. And maybe, you know, but somebody who doesn't want to go deep, one of the first things we probably would do, if especially when it's panic attacks, is instead of going straight to an oil that's going to um, relieve the panic, would be to oils that ground. So um, bring the person into a sort of better sense of embodiment of being here in the physical body. And there are a lot of beautiful oils that uh, we can use for grounding. And they all have different tonalities depending on what each person needs and what type of grounding we're looking for. And then I think from there, once the person's grounded, then we can start to um, look at oils and look at exercises and things that might um, be able to relieves the panic attacks but as i said we tend to want to look at the core of really why that person is having panic attacks as well not just put mm -hmm. a not just give an oil symptom because you know if we get don't get to the root it will come back in another way yeah now um kathy if i can you've you've overcome cancer yeah i have and the oils uh, have been useful for you yeah um the oils have been very useful. Um, I, I think what I would like to say about this is that um, I decided to have an intervention. So I had an operation and I thought once I'd have the operation, um, in a, yeah, I did a lot of work before, um, on you know, trying to combat the fear of having con cancer and um, telling myself that I wasn't going to die. And then... I had the operation. I thought, oh, well, that's it. Now I've had the, I decided to have the operation. That's it. But actually, that's when the work actually began. And that's when really the work with the oils began. And after having the operation, I was left with this journey of um, what, why I really had cancer and that part of the body and what it meant. And the journey literally is only just finished. It took about five years, but oh. it was a very, very, deep and beautiful healing journey which enabled me to come back to a sense of for the first time in my life of really belonging to myself um so 
And the oils were incredibly helpful. I don't think I could have done it without them. But, you know, having said that, it's not just the oils. I think what's important to say here is that it's the oils within a context of healing. So aromanosis is about using oils, but choosing the right um, setting, choosing the right exercises, guiding somebody on the right journey with the oils. So the oils are a big part of it, hmm. but they alone, you know, if somebody just buys some oils and don't know what, the, you know, there's no guidance, I'm not sure they're going to have the same effect and could have a negative effect. For example, the labdanum that we talked about for the shadow, we yes. don't advise people to just take it home and start using with it because it's so powerful that stuff can come up and people aren't ready for it and they don't know what to do with it. So... You know, it's the oils plus guidance, plus setting, plus exercises. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are images on your website. Uh, you and Florian are out in uh, on the Mesa in uh, New Mexico. And uh, that's the, you know, feeling that I get when you're talking about uh, the setting. Is that what you're referring to? Well, that's one setting. And, you know, with our, the people that are learning our method, the teachers that we teach, they come into they come to New Mexico and they learn about the oils and the, the process in that setting. And it's very powerful. But what I really was um, referring to is the, you know, is the therapeutic setting, which um, means, you know, what is the what is the therapeutic setting? What is the atmosphere of healing that we are? Um, working within and what are the intentions and what is the guiding force and what are the exercises we're going to bring in and and why so you know what I'm trying to say is there's more to it's not the oil needs a practitioner behind it and someone who knows um, what they're doing yeah and I, I think you know, that's one of the big problems that the oils are all out there and people are peddling them um, mm -hmm. and there's really no, very little guidance for people, and they're seen as these sort of things you can just easily buy off the shelf, but really to, to use them to their full potential um, is a completely different kettle of fish. Yes, no, it, it, it's very clear to me, having recommended uh, to people that they go to uh, this place, Lois's Naturals here in Portland, and uh, they have uh, plenty of uh, essential oils and... Uh, but then that's, you know, I, there's a usefulness, uh, but it's limited if you're, uh, you're kind of just out on your own doing this. Uh, because you're, you, certainly what you were describing, um, it, it's, it's like, um, let, me, let me rephrase that. Um, it makes a lot of sense to me that, I mean, you, this, you have these available, and yet... Um, then what? You get them home and you can use them. Maybe you might feel relaxed, uh, but there there's a limitation in terms of their uh, usefulness. Exactly. If, uh, yeah, and okay. I, I think a lot of people have, you know, I know a lot of people that we've taught, they have hundreds of these oils, you know, they've bought everything and, and they really don't know what to do with them. They're just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Um. Is there anything else that uh, you think that uh, listeners should understand about uh, the use of uh, oils and aromatics? Yeah, definitely. I think the most important thing, especially today in you know the state of the world, is that you know I strongly believe, and I've had a journey through um, essentials for many years, and I was trained clinically um, in France, and um, 
I've come to the point where I realise that really essential oils, their true calling is what I'm talking about, is about working with them for their um, ability to help us connect and heal with, you know, mind, body, spirit, but mind and spirit and emotions more than making product, more than, um, you know, pouring them into the bath, even though that's dangerous without a dispersant, um, you know, more than having them on in a waiting room in a, in a, a diffuser for hours, because mm -hmm. that in itself is clinically um, non-therapeutic and could be even dangerous. So people aren't trained in them. I think they use them far too liberally. Um, mm -hmm. when with this type of work you just really need to smell them so a bottle would last you a lifetime so sustainably it's a much better way of using them um, and that we really need to stop this um, what how what mm. can I call it um, this mania about needing to um, buy all these oils not know how to use them and most of them are unsustainably produced through big companies and i just don't think there's a future in that because yeah it's just not sustainable but there is a future in using them carefully using them for smell that's what they're for these are you know secondary metabolites that the plant produces um these beautiful volatile molecules and of course they they should be used for smell rather mm -hmm. than anything else i like what you've said about um these will help you develop intimacy with your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual selves. Um, and that uh, you've also said that these will help you guide you, uh, guide you um, to fulfilling your soul's purpose. Yeah, I mean, just to finish, this is why the plants produce them. They, they produce these, these molecules for different forms of what we could call communication. So they actually use these volatile molecules to warn other plants of the same species that they're being, you know, there's a lot of pathogenic um, danger around or they're being eaten by loads of sheep. They'll, they'll um, produce these molecules that are highly volatile so the other plants further away can actually pick up on this message, this communication, and then they'll either produce more tannins to stop the sheep coming and eating them so much or whatever. They also produce the, these molecules to attract pollinators, but everything they do with them is about communication. And that's how we should be using them, to communicate with ourselves and different parts of ourselves. And they're, they're yes. masters of it. That's what they're... Yeah. They're, they're, that's what the plants make them for. So, you know, um, that's for beautiful. me, that's really, really the best way we could use them. One thing I'm curious about is um, menopause. Is that is this particularly useful uh, for people going through menopause? Yeah, well, the way that I use it in menopause, because again, menopause... Um, there's a lot out there about the physical changes that women go through during menopause, but and it, there's now starting to be more out there about the fact that menopause might not just be some kind of dreadful, nearly a disease phase in a woman's life where she then slips off the edge of the world forever because she's old. And there might be something more about this um, period in a woman's life. And I actually see it as a shamanic initiation where 
um, there's a there's this um, hormone called gonotropin releasing hormone that actually increases during menopause and never decreases again and it is it sort of gives the brain a reset and makes um, the possibility of being even more intuitive or psychic um, and really menopause is about becoming whole for a woman it's true maturity it's the birth mm. birthing of ourselves and the oils really help but um, within a certain framework. So I created a framework called the alchemy of menopause, where I guide women through the alchemical stages um, as they journey through different themes that are coming up for them that enable them to transform whatever's happened to them or their experiences in their life into wisdom. Because menopause isn't about becoming old. It's be about becoming an elder. And what does it mean to become an elder? You can't. You don't just become an elder. You have to. It's an initiative um, process. It's a process where you have to go deep. So the oils really help here, and I guide them with the oils, not necessarily for these physical changes, but through the changes that are happening within their psyche. And it's really powerful. And um, we're having a great time. And women are transforming and and stepping into something far more interesting than society would like us to believe. Menopause is kathy if somebody would like a session with you um what do you suggest do you come east uh every so often or sh should they go out to new mexico or or do you recommend uh what 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 do you suggest well we we do travel but one of the great things about the modern world is the fact that we are now speaking to each other um across uh the internet and so we um offer uh, at the moment, we have a three package where we work with people on different themes. It's called um, finding your soul's purpose, but it's actually um, getting people to realign with with, you know, their own intentions and where they're going in their life at the moment. But, you know, we can see people on all different subjects through um, Zoom, through Skype. Um, and we do that a lot. We see a lot of clients that way. And we travel as well. So the best thing to do is look at our website, which is aromanosis.com. And you'll see there's a there's a menu with con consultations. There, we also do live classes and online classes. So there's many ways of connecting with us and learning from us if you're interested. That's perfect. And I do uh, have a link to your website on the, uh, the podcast. Um, perfect. Thank you. Yes. Okay, perfect. And uh, just to, to spell it out, it's aromanosis. Gnosis is G-N-O-S-I-S, so aromanosis.com. And uh, Kathy Skipper, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks, really Jeremy. really appreciate this. You're quite welcome. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you've been listening to Optimal Living with Dr. Jeremy Spiegel. Thank you. <laughs>